right, here we are on our very first episode of the podcast, The Catholic Couple, Fun with Faith, Family, and Friends. I'm your co-host, Bobby Fredrickson, here with my beautiful wife. Katie Fredrickson. All right, well, thank you, everybody, for being here with us. This has been uh, kind of a long time coming. We've been talking about doing this for a while, and just so happens that we are quarantined in our basement office here during the this coronavirus outbreak, so what a better time to... Uh, to do it than now. No so. excuses. Yeah, right. Every time we were talking about doing it and sitting down, we've had the equipment for a while and we've been thinking about doing it, but something would always come up, whether we were just talking about it before we went on, that it might have been something spiritual, that every time as a couple we would get together to do things, it seemed that the devil or supernatural forces were definitely uh, tugging at us to not do it or to cause us to kind of bicker or argue. So we uh, we persevered, we prayed, we got together, and, and here we are. So this is our very first inaugural podcast of The Catholic Couple. So basically our first episode is just going to be some kind of introductions, who we are, what we're going to do, and why we are doing a podcast. It seems the whole entire world is consuming news and uh, different topics all via podcasts. I know I do. I'm an avid listener of podcasts, and I know you are, Katie. Yes, I am. Well, so... Uh, we're just going to kind of start, introduce ourselves. And uh, like I said, my name is Bobby Fredrickson. I am uh, a 40-year-old father of two beautiful kids, uh, Avery Marie, or Ave, Ave Maria. She's a first grader, and, and we have a pre-K-3, Braden Michael. And um, currently, uh, I'm a truck driver, and um, uh, I'm a convert Catholic. I've been Catholic for about 12, 13 years. Uh, was baptized as a child but didn't practice at all so kind of the purpose of this show is to kind of give a, a perspective of a convert and someone who also and my wife is a, a cradle catholic so we have two different kind of views of way of coming at uh, catholicism and uh, trying to have a conversation that's you know basically just having a conversation whether it's about um, you know what's going on in, in the world kind of the culture kind of family issues, things that we do with our kids, especially during this time of being quarantined and being with the kids 24-7. And married life, troubles, trials, prayers, um, basically whatever topic or whatever we think of for that week. We plan on having some guests also. Uh, we have a couple priest friends who uh, actually, one in particular who actually donated all this equipment to us, uh, Father Yasek Dada, and uh, a couple deacon friends, and uh, hopefully uh, some other teachers and uh, different friends who have so something to share with us. So uh, that's a little bit about me. I want to introduce you to uh, my beautiful wife, Katie. My name is Katie Fredrickson, and I'm currently teaching theology um, to freshmen at Bishop Knoll Institute. Um, I was a like as Bob said, a cradle Catholic my whole life, but more so like you have to go to church on Sundays. And it really isn't until Bob's actual conversion that I guess it made me more aware of, oh, this isn't just something that I have to do. It's a relationship. And I started to pursue my faith and take it a little bit more seriously, leading me to the career that I have now. And I'm currently going for my master's of catechesis and evangelization at uh, Franciscan University of Steubenville. So that's been an amazing uh, journey so far. Taking it one class at a time because of my two small um, kids. So 
Yeah. And, and doing a good job of holding it all together. I know that's uh, yeah. an issue for a lot of parents where both parents work, uh, some still going to school, overtime and sports, and we're just starting to get into to that stuff. We got little ones, so we just, before the quarantine, we're doing the t-ball and gymnastics and doing all that stuff, so trying to balance everything together. So those are going to be kind of some of the things that we're going to talk about, how to do that, what works for us, not that... We are experts at any stretch of the imagination, no, but we're not. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not. So what we've learned, some tips some pointers, those are the kind of things that we, we want to talk about. Or just that you're not alone if you're struggling. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So our kids are finally, we put them down to bed. We said, hey, we're going to come down. We're going to have a glass of wine and uh, just have a conversation. So hopefully you will join us uh, in the coming weeks. We're going to try to do this hopefully weekly, anywhere between 20, 30, 40 minutes a week, depending on what we're going to talk about. Um. So just um, a little bit more about myself, uh, as Katie alluded to, that I was a convert. And basically, uh, uh, like I said, I was baptized, but I, I wasn't raised religious, didn't go to church, really didn't have any experience in, in faith whatsoever. And I was going through a really tough time, went through uh, a bad breakup, I lost my house, uh, all these things were going on. I was into a lot of different bad things. Basically, living a lifestyle of, of the prodigal son, that, that was my, my life story, and I met Katie, we started dating, and um, I noticed that there was something different about her versus all these different girls that I was meeting or seeing or talking to, and I just couldn't pinpoint what it was, and turns out she was a Catholic, and she was a practicing Catholic, and she took her faith serious. It was a Sunday, she was going to church, and she was, you know, living the lifestyle, and living out her faith it was a couple different instances that basically um that i seen with my own eyes I'm like what 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 why is she acting like that why didn't she snap on this person or why didn't she talk back or why didn't she do what you know what i would have done and turns out she was a, a serious catholic so we dated for a little while um a lot of people I know who are about to, you know, get serious in a relationship, one of the partners tells the other one, well, hey, you know, you have to be this or you have to be that. And that wasn't how Katie approached it with me. Basically, she she invited me. She invited me to a midnight mass at St. Andrew the Apostle in Calumet City and basically said, hey, I'm going to midnight mass. Would you like to go? And I never thought about ever going to church or being serious, and I at that time, I was definitely searching and looking for something to get me through the tough times I was going through. I didn't know that it was going to be God per se, but I was definitely open to it, and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. So we went to Midnight Mass, and I had one of those holy cow moments where Jesus, the Holy Spirit, overwhelmed my life, and from that moment, after I walked out of there, it was such a beautiful Mass, I didn't really know what was going on because I wasn't Catholic. The standing, sitting, the kneeling, but the music was beautiful. The church was beautiful. All the people were super nice. And when I walked out of there, I was a changed person. And I knew, and I told her, I said, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to go every Sunday. I don't want to miss. So our relationship basically, um, you, know, uh, you know, fostered from there. And uh, we grew, fell in love. We got married there. Um, a year later, I went through the whole RCIA program, uh, received my first uh, communion, confirmation, uh, reconciliation, obviously, and then um, we both decided to get involved in parish life and leadership in the church, and um, then 
Uh, we were asked. Yeah. We were invited. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's exactly how it went down. Uh, our priest at the time was looking for some young people to get involved in. We were basically some of the only young people in sitting our ducks. <laughs> yeah, sitting ducks. We're basically the some of the two, only you know, few of the young people that were actually in the church, mm-hmm. and um, we were asked to to go to this thing in Denver. I'm like, oh, Denver. We were taught, told that it was going to be a marriage thing. That is not what it ended up being. It was supposed to be some kind of marriage workshop, or that's how I don't know. It was not it, but it was a leadership thing for parishes, which is actually even cooler. Um, yeah. But before we go on to that, I want to just say a couple comments from your conversion story that I guess never resonated with me until I just heard you say that, that you looked at me as someone who took my faith, my faith incredibly seriously. I don't think I would have called myself that in my mid-20s when we first started dating. I went to church every Sunday because I had to. It's just interesting that an outsider's perspective, seeing someone in a different level of, of their faith journey, just sees it so differently, and you never know your impact, you know? Just simple things like going through what I was doing, going through the motions. Actually, you saw that differently. It was my discipline as a Catholic and how I was brought up, but I think that we underestimate the power of those small things where we judge ourselves and we're not there yet or we're not this. Um, but your one milestone in your life is some, where someone is nowhere near. Um, and then another thing that resonated with with that was the idea that um, it, a simple invitation goes a long way. That all I ha- – I mean, I literally – that was just what we did on Christmas Eve. And I said, well, we're kind of dating and getting a little serious. This is what my family does on Christmas. We go to Midnight Mass. Would, would you like to come? It's really pretty. I know you're not into this Jesus or religious stuff, but come on with just a very simple invitation. Yeah. And it changed both of us. I think it's really cool. I was like, we like to think these big ideas of, of grandeur, gigantic things are what change the world or what change lives. And it's really the small decisions that we make. And the small steps that we take. Yeah, I guess, you know, w- with, with you, I guess it was different because uh, people in their, their, you know, after high school, in college, post-college, you just don't see too many people who go to church every Sunday. I guess that was the number one thing is that most people are, our age were falling away. They used to go. They went to Catholic high school, grade school, CCD, but they just don't go anymore. So that was definitely who set you apart because, yeah, well, you weren't perfect or whatever. We'd be out on a Saturday night, but you'd still make sure that you would get to church. So that was important. And that was ingrained in me by my mom, for sure. It was, like, non-negotiable in my life, but I never thought that that was the definition of taking faith seriously, you know? So it's it's just um, – it makes you think. It makes you think of to stop being hard on yourself where you are in your life, I guess. Yeah. But you never know your impact. Yeah, and I guess the the other thing that you were touching on about the just the invitation. I think as Catholics, the you know the big word is the new evangelization. We are to share the faith with other people, and I think that's part of the the, the where people get hung up on is it that when they hear evangelization, they think street preachers, they think St. Paul's out there going to the synagogues and preaching and telling everybody about Jesus. But it's not that that we're all called to be that or to do that. That sometimes it's inviting. And then letting God do the work, sowing the seeds and then praying for the person saying, hey, you know, you know, you, you can ask 15 people to go to mass and maybe one out of t- whatever, 15, 20, even if it's 100. But 
your job is to invite and it's God's work to, you know, to, to convict them. Or just to live a little bit differently, set yourself apart in that sense. Like what you are different than what our culture says is the, is the way to treat others or what our culture says is the norm. Um, just to set yourself apart well, from that really is attractive at the end of the day. Well, I mean, that's the, the, the part that I, I think that Pope Francis is trying to, to preach on is the joy of the gospel. That's what converted the entire world was that what are these Christians? What's what what's the deal with these people? They're getting fed to the lions and they're singing. You know, what is what do they see that I don't see? Why are they able to not deny Jesus and willing to die? What are they doing? Why and why are they living their life differently? Why are they feeding the poor? Why are they helping people that know yeah, they were else. known for their love that's it they weren't known for their bake sales or their bingo nights they were known for their love that's it yeah 100 percent. i mean even mother Teresa, her favorite line was uh joy is the net that we you know what we catch souls with so when you know we show and we actually are changed on sunday mass after we leave mass that we live a little bit differently yeah but sometimes by wednesday it gets a little bit hard after <laughs> dealing with crazy co-workers and that's why you schedule. go on wednesdays <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know strategically the, that the, is a strategic plan yeah strategic daily mass on wednesday mornings i go because usually about halfway through the week i i need me some jesus for sure and it's even extra hard now in this quarantine time that we can't go to mass and so this is the kind of way that we're, we're we had to couch mass this sunday that yeah. was fun we it's did. not as embarrassing to discipline your kids at couch mass, though. You know, yeah. no one's there like where you're like, Shh, be quiet. It's just, you know, you take them in still in the next room, but you're not as embarrassed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You would think they'd be a little bit better behaved. No, but no. We're on the couch. Yeah, so. <laughs> they liked couch mass. So that was interesting. No, definitely. Um, so, yeah. So these are going to be some of the kind of co topics that we're going to talk about. Uh, some of the things, you know, just kind of. Wasn't it having a conversation with a you know a couple glasses of wine after the kids are finally asleep? Yes, so Amen. Cheers to that. And cheers to that. <laughs> All right, so, um, I guess uh, some of the other things that I, I basically just quick wanted to, to touch on was that um, a little bit about the Corona stuff. Um, I know it's on everybody's mind. This is what we're kind of going through, whether it's the economic downturn, the not being able to go to mass, all the public masses are um, just not available for the sacraments. And I heard a couple of good talks uh, today from Bishop Barron. I was listening to today when I was, this was nice enough today to get outside, actually do some yard work and get out of the house. So I listened to some, uh, some good Catholic stuff. And Bishop Barron was talking a lot about, uh, from Thomas Aquinas, when he talks about, um, why bad things happen? Why you know? Why would God, a good, all good, all good, all powerful, all loving God, allow something like the coronavirus to happen? And it, it seems to be always the answer that the doctors of the church, Saint Thomas Aquinas, eventually uh, would say was to always to bring out a greater good. So, you know, it, it gets me thinking. Okay, obviously, you know, this is Lent. We're supposed to be pray, praying, fasting, almsgiving you know, doing all the things that we're supposed to be doing. And this is definitely helping us in that, um, in our busy lives to slow down. It's almost like a forced retreat home in our houses where it's supposed to be forced talk to each other. Yeah. Do stuff yeah, together, do, do stuff together, but really quick. So not that you're saying that God 
does bad things so that there's a greater good. It's that I think he takes the mess and he makes good from it because he he can take any bad situation and make good from it. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. Like he yeah, allows it to happen, but at the same time, he's gonna find a way to bring a good out of it. One hundred percent. At the end of the day. Well, one hundred percent. So we yeah. gotta find that greater good that comes from that disaster, that horrible thing that that happens that we can't explain. Yeah. There's got to be a There's greater a, good that he's going to turn. Well, that's the balance between the free will and you know providence. I would say that obviously God gave us free will to make choices, and this is something that obviously nobody's choosing to do that we know of. That it's not hasn't been, you know, any kind of conspiracy or anything like that. Well, let's um, not go down that rabbit hole. No, okay. def- definitely not. Um, it's too early to speculate. So, um, <laughs> but one of the points he made in the the, the talk that he was talking about. And I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, you know, God brought corona so we would pray more. That, that has, that, that's not it. That's, that's, that's not it. Uh, but he made the example of without uh, Hitler, there would have never been a Maximilian Kobe or a St. Edith Stein. That uh, it, even in these tough times that great saints come out, great love, different sacrifices and different things. That God didn't make Hitler so that we could have a, a you know, Kobe give his life for another Holocaust uh, prisoner, but he's uh, always going to show that he triumphs yes. over that evil, so because things people are going to rise to that goodness to that occasion. Exactly, one hundred percent. And 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 I guess that's just what most people are probably thinking, is that why, why is this happening? Why does God? These are the things that the stumbling blocks from people to to becoming a Christian or becoming involved in, and to be a Catholic is suffering. And evil. Those are the two things that are hard to explain away uh, with, you know, apologetics. You know, it's really hard to try to convince somebody that, you know, when bad things happen to good people, why? Why God? Why would you let that happen? Uh, but you know, we, we have the good news. You know, there's not not a bigger example. I have overcome the world. Yeah, right? I mean, there's no bigger uh, tragedy than killing of God's only son and the most vicious crucial crucified and tortured and all the things that went with it you know so you know without good friday there could be no easter sunday so i guess that's what separates us from other people is trying to keep the hope alive that hey things are going to get better i know just today the stock market was up they're working on a stimulus package to try to help and um try to get the economy back going because a lot of people's jobs and people are are scary at this time so the thing about us Catholics is to keep the hope that that's one of the, the theological virtues, the faith, hope, and charity, that hope is something that God gives us. And it isn't something that we can just muster up uh, like a fake hope or a fake pretend, but a true peace of knowing that God loves me. He wants the best for me. And even if things don't go that the way they're supposed to do, this is where I'm supposed to be, that through suffering that I can unite myself to Christ through the suffering and that I can offer myself up and I can learn from this and be better, spend more time in prayer, spend more time with our kids. And I know during this time, you're uh, my wife. She's kind of loving it because I love it. <laughs> she wants to, she would love to be a, a stay at home mom and be able to spend more time and actually teach our kids more. I had a bad case of mom guilt, I'd say. So this is curing my mom guilt that I'm with them all the time. So I'm cured now. So we're good. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well. No, no, no. Yeah. No, it would be awesome to stay home. It was. It's been um, really cool to be with them um, throughout their day. You know, and and I'd love to be the one to form them. But they have some pretty amazing adults in their life and their school life. Yeah. So. And you're a great teacher, and you love what you do. It's just obviously. Our kids are the most important thing, and if we can spend yeah. more time with them, the better. But yeah. we, we entrust them. We're having them. a good time. We're having a good time for sure. <laughs> right, right. Are we having a good time? Bob? I think so. I think so. Um, <laughs> you know, it was good to get out today. I, that that was the, the oh, tough yeah. part for being cooped up for so long. And it was a beautiful day today. It was sunny. It was um, in the almost sixties, almost right? 60, yeah. And we took the dog, me and the kids, for the longest walk ever, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. But you know what? To speak to that hope and that and that greater good too, it was kind of cool because when we were walking, this little girl and her mom wrote a bunch of different sidewalk, um, sidewalk chalk like uh, pictures and stuff. And one of them said, "We're all in this together, even if we're six feet away." Like they're just saying, "Like smile, everything's gonna be okay." They were writing messages to people on the sidewalk. I thought that was so cool. So when we came back, Avery asked if she could do the same. She's like, "Can I write smile on the sidewalk like they did?" It's that, it's that. Hey, you know what? It's a, that solidarity, even though we can't be with each other. That idea of we're in this together. We'll get through this. It's gonna be okay. It does. It, and it's bringing us together in ways like I just Facetime with my entire family today. Like, yeah, I don't cool. even know how often that even would happen if we didn't have this situation. So to find that those opportunities to see that greater good coming to light, it's pretty powerful. We just got to look for it yeah. and stop seeing, yeah. letting the media feed us the negativity every day, the doom and gloom, you know. Well, that was, uh, that's one of my other ideas that I've been talking about for a long time other than the podcast is starting um, – Good my, News Network? My Good News Network. See, she knows because I've been talking about it because yes, the news is crazy all the time. It's depressing. It's so terrible. My plan is to make a, uh, a YouTube channel. That's I want like, just, news just of like little good. boys helping old ladies across yeah. the streets. And you know it's out there. They're just not covering it. Well, if it doesn't bleed... Yeah. If it doesn't burn, if it if it doesn't burn, it doesn't earn. If it doesn't bleed, it doesn't leave. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, we need to find some alternatives, some some good news stories. So. Yes. Hey, maybe we should do that in our next podcast. Nothing but good news. N- yeah, like we read good news, random good news articles that we find. Well, Idea. Write that. We'll write that down. Well, it's a maybe kind, one or kind two. Of, it's kind of a, a double meaning. The good news, obviously, the um, gospel, Evangelion, the the good news yeah. of uh, Jesus Christ. So. Yeah, so finding the greater good within the bad. So while they're covering the coronavirus everywhere, we're gonna cover sidewalk chalk messages of love, and we're in this together, right? Right, 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 right. So, (laughs) so this is kind of some of the things that uh, our podcast is just kind of just winging it, talking about some certain things. We'll have like a a basic outline, but mostly just having a conversation, a couple glasses of of wine, which I usually. Not very much of a wine. Special treat for me. uh, Drinking wine together. Watching you open a bottle of wine today before this talk was yeah. pretty cool no, i got really I, happy i usually don't drink wine i usually don't drink at home either it's usually uh if i do drink it's uh, uh no pun intended a uh, corona light but <laughs> not, not much of a of a wine drinker but once in a while i'll have a, a glass of red and when we do the podcast like i said after we get the kids down to bed we'll have a conversation a glass of wine and 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 go through it so um, so that's basically it. This is going to be what the Catholic couple is going to be about talking about some, some, sometimes some big issues, sometimes just some fun stuff. Um, a little bit of both, a little bit of both. Uh, you know, like I said, a lot of uh, parenting tips and ideas, um, 
what's worked for us, uh, we're coming on uh, 10 years of being happily married. And I, I think uh, our relationship's a lot different than most people, that we really, truly love each other and get along pretty good. And we do have a lot of stuff that we can share that what's what's worked for us to keep us strong and definitely has to do with uh, our faith. So, uh, so that I guess that's about it for the for the day. We're about the the twenty five uh, twenty five minute mark or so. So we're gonna leave it at that for today, and uh, we're gonna try to get back here next week. And uh, this probably won't be posted right away, but we'll have some in the queue. Actually, uh, for for Lent every year, we give up uh, social media, so this is kind of the worst time to try to start it and get it out there. But we'll have them, and then we'll post them and get them on YouTube and. Uh, Twitter or Facebook, all that good stuff, Instagram. Anything else that you want to add, Katie? Mm-mm. That's it. Cool. All right. Well, we'll just end with a quick prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We'll ask for the intercession of the Blessed Mother to help all those suffering in this time um, of the coronavirus. And uh, my my uh, my mother's boyfriend, Tim, who's struggling in the hospital, we want to say a special prayer for all you prayer warriors out there to say a prayer for Tim. Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All right. Thank you for joining the Catholic Couple. Fun with faith, family, and friends. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. This was fun. All righty.